wickedness is real oppression is real but more real is our victory for this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith god has commissioned his handmaiden pastor mrs dolakbo adelaku the wife of the presiding bishop taiwo adelaku of victory international church rehobot cathedral oliole extension ibadan to preach the word of faith liberating men and women from all oppressions of the devil get set for an empowerment that will enable you to rule in the midst of your enemies and to subdue them under your feet god bless you as you listen Praise the name of Jesus. I welcome you to tonight's um, meeting. You know this is a healing night and I believe God with you that you will not re return the way you came 
whatsoever burden that has followed you to this place tonight, God will lighten them. Every yoke that the enemy has put in your body that has become a strange sickness, God will destroy all such yokes tonight in the name of Jesus. You have come in sick. You are living whole and strong in the name of Jesus. I want to do a series of teaching before we go into a time of prayers. Because I have discovered that um, knowledge sets free. What you know, the devil cannot use it to harass you anymore. I remember when I, uh, when I newly got born again. And I was asking my friend who took me to the fellowship where I got born again. I said, how about somebody who is sickly? How can I get out of sickness? She said, I should be coated by his stripes. I am healed. I didn't know where the scripture was. I didn't even know what they call stripes. I, don't, I didn't understand that scripture. So this particular day, I had a running tummy. And I kept going to the toilet. And I was saying, by stripes, I'm healed. By stripes, I'm healed. By stripes, I'm healed. After a while, I just left it. I said, well, I don't understand all this thing, John. Why? It didn't have any meaning to me because I didn't have enough information. I didn't have inf enough information. There was nothing wrong with the word. There was something wrong with me. I didn't understand the scripture. I didn't understand what that scripture meant. And I didn't know how to apply it. I didn't have the required information. It's just like you going to an exam room. If you have enough information, you will do well. If you don't have enough information, you come out with an average pass. If you don't have an information at all, you come out with outright failure. That's what is happening to some people who are sick. They tell you, I've gone to meetings, I've not received my healing. It's because you don't have enough information. And that's where I want us to start from to, tonight. God is not a magician. We want to be able to give you enough information that will keep you out of sickness and keep you in health all the days of your life. And it is possible. It is possible. Shall we pray? Father, tonight we thank you for this opportunity and this platform for healing that you have prepared for everyone in the house tonight. Lord, we pray that as we connect to you today, every one of us will be able to touch the hem of your garment and every blood will dry. Every overflow will stop. Every inconvenience will come to a stop. Lord, we ask that we will reach you today. Through your word today, we will touch you. And we know that when you, we, we, we reach you, you will touch us and you will heal us completely. Lord, we believe you for healings in the house tonight. We believe that knowledge will set so many people free tonight. And your name will be glorified. Testimonies will not cease on this altar. You have been doing it. You have been doing it. You will do it again tonight. You are not a man that you should lie. You are not the son of man that you should change your mind. You are the Jehovah Rapha. The God that heals. You've done it in the Old Testament. You've done it in the New Testament. You are doing it in our contemporary days. And tonight will not be an exemption. And I pray that as many of you that sincerely desire healing from the Lord tonight, you will live here healed, totally whole in the name of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, we ask you to have your way. 
Holy Spirit, we ask you to touch everyone that is in dire need of healing. Touch them, O God. Let your name be glorified. Reveal yourself to everyone. And let every sickness become a thing of the past. That every one of us will live here with joy. Saying, this is the doing of the Lord. And it's going to be marvelous in our eyes. Father, we thank and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Now let's quickly run through these teachings. And I titled it, Seven Keys to a Sick-Free Life. Seven keys to a sick free life. You can, you can live a life that is devoid of sickness. This is year 2013. For the past 14 years, the past 14 years, I have not swallowed a pill. Not even Panadol. Because now I understand how healing works. You see, when you have understanding, you'll be free. When you understand, there will be freedom. And I want to do the same for you. That at every point, you will know what to do. You can live a secret free life. I am a testimony. And I want you to share the same rest that I'm enjoying in God. I'm not bragging because I have strength. It's just because of what the Lord has prepared and made available for us. And you can also tap into it. And I believe God that we will all, re all rejoice from this meeting tonight. Sickness is not from God. That one must be clear to you. If sickness were from God, he would not go about doing good and healing all those who are oppressed of the devil. Sickness is an oppression from the devil. John 10.10 10 says, The thief has come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is Satan. He has come to kill, he has come to steal, to steal your joy. Of course, when you are sick, you can't be happy. He has come to steal and he has come to destroy. But Jesus has come to give us life and to give us life in its fullness. So, the Jesus who has come to give us life cannot give us sickness at the same time. So, that one must be erased from your mind that God is uh, tempting me with sickness. No. The Bible is so clear. Every good and every perfect gift comes from God. Every good and every perfect gift comes from God. Sickness is not good. Sickness is not perfect. So, because it's not good and it's not perfect, it is not from God. It is Satan that inflicts sickness on people. It is Satan. And most of the time, he actually does it because we ourselves are ignorant. We are ignorant. There are times that when we are sick, we be praying to God instead of us rebuking Satan. He's not praying to God. You stand on your ground because you know what God has said concerning you. Don't allow the devil to cheat you. Sickness is not from God. Sickness is not from God at all. So once that one is clear, it helps you to move forward in life. Sickness is a trick of the enemy to stagnate you, to make you stagnant. Some people are sick in the hospital, they've been there for months. That's Satan for you. What will it profit God? What does God want to gain by, uh, by making you, by demobilizing you when there's so much work to do in the kingdom? It is not from God. Sickness is to make you sink. 
And this night you are coming out in the name of Jesus. You have been drowning in sickness, but tonight, by the Spirit of God, you will float. And you will come out from that, that river of sickness in the name of Jesus. Sickness makes you stink. There are people who are sick that cannot stand where people are because they will be smelling. It's as bad as that. Sickness makes you stink. And when you begin to stink, it takes you out of the environment of living beings. God will take you out of that state tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. But tonight, we'll do a teaching and I want you to open up your heart. Healing is cheap. In fact, Jesus Christ described healing as the children's bread. You know, when you talk about bread, bread is in all nations of the world. Talk about any food that is universal, it is bread. Even if you don't understand their language, it is bread. Bread is available everywhere. And that's Jesus Christ compared healing to children's bread. That means healing is available everywhere, every time, and at all seasons. So your healing is available tonight. Healing is children's bread. Healing is children's bread. And if Jesus says healing is children's bread, then you have to become a child of God. Some of us are having issues with sickness because we are not truly born again. We think we are born again, but we are not. We've never at any time in our lives said the sinner's prayer. That prayer looks simple, but that is just what you need to cross the bridge from sickness to health. Some people have just been coming to church and they assume that they are children of God. No. There's no assumption in the things of the spirit. If you have never said that prayer, that sinner's prayer, the devil will still be feeding on your body. You know, the Bible says we are dust. And when God put a curse upon the serpent, he said, dust shall you eat. Dust shall you eat. Genesis chapter 3. So if the food of Satan is dust, and you are dust, you are not yet born again, Satan will begin to feed on your body through sickness. Satan will begin to feed on your body through sickness. That's why you need to be properly born again, where you are sure and you are sure and you are sure that you are born again. And I'm going to pray for such people tonight. I'm not going to wait for the end of the meeting. There's no rule in the Bible that says salvation prayer has to be at the end of the meeting. So I want everybody to close their eyes. If you are not born again, you have never said the sinner's prayer. You can't even remember. <laughs> the devil will cheat you. But you have an opportunity tonight to say the sinner's prayer. And I want you to say this simple prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I surrender my life to you tonight. I ask you to forgive me. Remove my sin nature. Wash me in the precious blood of Jesus. Write my name in the book of life and give me eternal life, which is a gift. I believe Jesus died on the cross for me. I believe Jesus shed his blood for me. I also believe that on the third day, he rose again for my justification, that I might not die the way he died. He rose that I might live. I confess Jesus tonight as my Lord and personal Savior.
And by faith, I say tonight that I am saved. Thank you, Jesus, for adopting me. Thank you for making me a child of God tonight. Tonight, in confidence, I believe this prayer. That from tonight, I will begin to enjoy and experience the benefit of salvation. And one of the benefits is healing of my body. I receive this new life. And I pray, Lord, that you help me to walk with you. By grace, I am saved tonight. Help me, O God, not to go back. That I may enjoy the fullness of the blessing of God. In Jesus' name. As many as of you that have said that prayer tonight, I say congratulations to you. And my prayer for you is that God will give you a definite encounter. An encounter that you will not be able to walk away from. You will stay as a Christian and you will remain a Christian. Nothing will be strong enough from tonight to cut you off from the love of Christ. I say congratulations to you. That is the first step. You have now become a child. So healing is your bread. Healing is available. Tonight, you will be healed. That one I am sure of. Tonight, you are going to be healed. The first key to stay sick free, to live a sick free life, the first point tonight that I want to say is the word of God. The word of God. Psalm 107 verse 20. Psalm 107 verse 20. It says, God sent his word. His word delivered and healed the people. God sent his word. God did not send Neva Queen. God did not send Atesunate. God did not send Panadol. God sent his word. And his word healed and delivered the people from their oppression. God sent his word. God did not send medicine. Because his word, that word is medicine. He sent his word. His word delivered and his word healed. If we are going to stay sick free, we must begin to study the word. Every day, taking the word. That word is a pill. That word is medicine to your bones. I'm going to read to us Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 concerning the word. It says, for the word of God is quick. Quick means to make alive. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a designer of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That is the word of God. Can you see how powerful the word of God is? It says it is sharper than any two-edged sword. It can get as far as the soul and the spirit. So even if a sickness is as a result of spiritual issues, the word of God is powerful enough to deliver you. It says the word of God also has ability to go into the joints and into the marrow. Those of you who have bone problems here tonight. Those of you who have arthritis here tonight. 
the word of God is able to heal the joints and the marrow. And it is a, is a designer of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Whatsoever heart issues, high blood pressure, different kinds of things that just come that do, does not have a healing. Medically, there's no solution. The word of God is enough to heal. And that word is going to heal everyone here tonight in the name of Jesus. The word is God's medicine. The word is God's medicine. Stop looking for help where there's no help. You already have your Bible. Bury your head in the word of God. Give the word of God attention. The same way the doctor will prescribe a medicine for you and he'll tell you, take it three times a day. Six, six hours. Don't miss it. That's the same way you, see, you should take the word of God seriously. Be serious with the word. If the doctor tells you that you're going to take uh, 15 antibiotics every three, three hours, are you not going to obey it? Why is the word of God difficult for you to sit down with and read? Yet, inside of it is your miracle. If the doctor will write something, you spend so much money to go and buy it, and you obey, and you see some of these antibiotics, once you miss the, 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 the form, you start all over again. But when we tell you to study the word, you say, ah, ah, what does that have to do with the sickness that I'm carrying? It has a lot to do. God sent his word, his word healed and delivered the people from their oppression. Some sicknesses are caused from oppression. The word of God has the ability to handle such issues. And tonight, God is going to touch you. God is going to touch you, spirit, soul, and body. God Almighty, who has never failed, he has never failed me. He will touch you in Jesus' name. Number two key to stay sick free is your ties. Your ties. If you like, you can grumble. Because some of you, when you hear ties, you'll be shaking. But when, when, when you go to a herbalist and the herbalist tells you to bring money, you know how you give the herbalist money, even without asking. But when God gives a principle that will be of benefit to you, you keep resisting it. You say, ah, they have come again. All these pastors are thieves. You are the one that needs healing. I'm not the one that needs healing. I already know how to live a sick-free life. And I'm telling you what the Bible prescribes. Just like what your doctor will prescribe. I'm a medical, I'm a godical doctor. Like my husband will always say that I'm a godical doctor. I will tell you God's prescription. It's now left for you to take it. These are things that we have practiced. These are things that we have touched. We have handled. We know that it works. I'm not telling you what I read. I'm telling you what I have passed through. Your ties is a key. To live in a sick free life. The Bible says in the book of Malachi chapter 3. Some of you don't like opening to that one. Because you say. Mm, tight, tight, tight. Malachi, Malachi. Uh, it's still the same thing. It's the same Malachi 3 that we're going to read. Concerning healing. You say it's not a business meeting. No. We are not talking about business. We are talking about the healing of your body. Tight has to do with it. In uh, 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 verse 10 and 11, it says, Bring you all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, 
said the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Verse 11. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and it shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, said the Lord. I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Sickness is a devourer. Sickness is a devourer. Sickness will make you spend money as if, <laughs> as if you, are, you, are, you, are, you are throwing sand away. The wealth you have made over the years, you can lose it through only one strange sickness. Only one strange sickness is enough to devour all that you have labored for. That's how terrible sickness could be. But the tithe is God's weapon to rebuke the devourer. If you are not a tither here tonight, we can do little to help you. Except God's mercy prevails over your disobedience. Sincerely, some are here tonight that don't even understand the issue of Titan. They've never had it. But you are hearing because God is going to heal you. But what will keep you whole? What will keep you strong? Is your tithe. God uses the tithe to rebuke Satan. But if there's no tithe, you don't pay any, any tithe, there's no tithe record of yours in heaven. How does God want to rebuke the devourer for your sake? You know, Satan is the accuser of the brethren. That's what the Bible describes him. How the Bible describes him. He's the accuser of the brethren. So, God cannot do anything that is contrary to his principles without Satan accusing God. If you don't pay tithe, Satan will say, God, he's not a tither. So why are you defending him? Because God is very principled. Very, very principled. Your tithe is what God needs to rebuke the devourer. And I pray that that sickness will not devour all that you stand for in the name of Jesus. Number three is service. You use service to stay healthy. Service is one of the keys that you need to live a sick-free life. In Exodus chapter 23, verse 25. Exodus 23, verse 25. The Bible says, If you will serve the Lord your God, he will bless your bread and he will bless your water. He will take sickness away from you. He will take sickness away from you. He will not allow you to cast your young. And the number of your days he promised that you will fulfill it. That is what service does. You use your body to serve God. Use your body to serve God. Don't allow the enemy to strike you before you become serious with God. Service. Those of you who will be healed tonight, make service your priority. And you find out that you, you will live a free life. One of our mothers in the house was sharing this testimony. That she was sick, seriously sick. And she told God that, God, you know I've been serving you. You said if I serve you, you will take sickness away from me. So what is happening, Lord? That was just the prayer she prayed. She put the word before God. She put God's promise before him. I said, you promise you're going to take sickness away from me. So what's happening, Lord? 
All my body I've been using to serve you. So Lord, what is happening? I must be healed. And that was a miracle. You see, so many times when we don't really know what belongs to us, it becomes difficult to challenge the enemy. When you bring back God's promise to him in obedience, you find out that God will, yes, this one knows what he's doing. Service is a key to live a sick-free life. Begin to use your life, begin to use your body to serve the Almighty God. Don't serve Satan. <laughs> if you serve Satan, you will still fall sick. So there's no, there's no way out. It's only God that can help you. God says, if you serve me, I will take sickness away from you. If you serve me, I will take sickness away from you. In John chapter 15 verse 6, Jesus Christ said, If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. In other words, if you don't stay in the service of God, you leave your life open to wickedness. If you don't stay serving God, you will wither. And when you wither, you become a prey to the heathen. That will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. Number four, number four key to staying uh, sick free is the issue of fasting. Fasting. <laughs> That's another thing I know you don't like. But <laughs> fasting is a principle of God which you have to begin to enjoy. Don't do it as a, uh, oh, we are fasting again today. I won't come to church. No, 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 no. When you, when you see the benefit of a thing, you delight in doing it. Fasting is one of the ordained principles, ordinances of God to keep you healthy and keeping you strong. When you know the benefits, you will enjoy it. You won't even wait for anybody to declare fasting before you do fasting regularly. Because it keeps the body healthy. Now, let us look at what happened to Daniel in Daniel chapter 1. Daniel chapter 1, from verses 11 to 15, he says, Then said Daniel to Melza, whom the prince of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hanea, Michelle, and Azariah, Prove thy servants, I beseech thee, ten days, and let them give us pause to eat and water to drink. Then let our countenances be looked upon before thee, and the countenance of the children that eat of the portion of the king's meat. And as thou seest, deal with that servant. So he consented to them in this matter, and proved them ten days. And at the end of ten days, their countenances appeared fairer and fatter in flesh than all the children we did eat the portion of the king's meat. Can you see that testimony? They fasted for 10 days and they were looking fairer and fatter. How do you explain that? That's a mystery. They were looking fairer and fatter. Fatter. In fasting, they were looking fatter. That's mysterious. That's mysterious. <laughs> and that's why you should take fasting seriously. They fasted for 10 days. 10 days. They were looking fairer and they were looking fatter than those who were eating breakfast, lunch, and supper. Fasting does not kill. It's a misery. It's a misery key to healing. Fasting does not kill. Fasting gives you more life. Do you know, I, I, there was one day I was actually meditating on the issue of fasting. The body is an organ. It's like a machine. 
You keep eating, you keep eating. The digestive system keeps working and working. No time to rest. And you want to be healthy. You must give the organs time to rest. They also need rest. They also need rest. It's only the heart that does not need rest so that we won't die. You know, the heart must keep pumping blood. But the digestive system needs rest. Every other part of the body needs rest. So that every time in the morning you wake up, you take a bath. In the afternoon, you take pandediam. At night, you take, uh, 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 what do we call this thing? You take fufu. Eh? The body is heavy. All the organs are busy, day and night. You say you are doing a, a, a very hard work, that in your office you are doing a manual work. These people were fasting for 10 days and they were looking fiara and fatter. Note those two words. They were looking fiara and fatter after fasting. That's a mystery. That's a mystery. Fasting will help your healing to spring forth. One of our sisters in the church who had ulcer, and the Spirit of God told her, go on a fast. Ah. She said, ah, ulcer. I should go on a fast. I will die. She said, that fear was there. She couldn't do it. But after a while, she said, a voice came to her and said, even if you continue like this, you will still die. So why don't you do what God says you should do and see what will come out of it? And she said, she prayed and said, God, I'm going to take a fast. I'm going to eat once a day for the next seven days. Lord, please help me. And she said she locked herself in her house. She was studying the word of God, only taking uh, um, uh, a light meal every day. That was the end of the ulcer. You know, so many times when we want to fast, to show you that there's something about fasting, why does the devil prevent you from fasting? When it is time to fast, that's when you feel hungry. When you are not fasting, you don't feel hungry until evening. Can't you see that there's something? There's a mystery about fasting. Fasting will make you fairer and fatter. That was what he did for Daniel. When you, when you get healed, live a fasted life. Don't just eat and eat and eat. Those organs too need to rest. Number five key to staying sick free in life is what I call laughter. Laughter. <laughs> you might be wondering, uh-uh. Laughter, what has it got to do with it? It has a lot to do with it. It has a lot to do with it. I want us to look at the book of um, Proverbs chapter 17. Proverbs chapter 17. I'm, I'm reading from the King James Version. Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 22. It says, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. A broken spirit dryeth the bones. A merry heart doeth good like medicine. Always fill your heart with joy, even when the situation is not uh, exciting. Let your heart be bubbling. There's healing in, in laughter. Do you know that the more you squeeze your face, the more you age? Because you don't allow the muscles on the face you don't give them freedom to soften your face. You see some people, they look so hard because the muscles have, have been contract. They, they are contracting. 
Laughter. Laughter is a key to healing. Laughter. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. The same work a medicine would do in your body is what laughter would do. Is that, that one not cheaper? That one not cheaper. I was, I was reading on the internet of a, a healing process that they just discovered. They said they put all these elderly people who had uh, 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 undiagnosed diseases. And most of them were dying. And they put music. They put music in the world all through 24-7. And gradually they were getting healed one after the other. What were they trying to do? They were trying to bring joy to their hearts. They were trying to make their spirit to be happy. Laughter. That's why you must avoid unforgiveness. You must always forgive. When Saul became so, so mean, when he became so mean, when bitterness and jealousy entered the spirit of Saul, the Bible says the spirit of the Lord departed from him and an evil spirit came to oppress him. That's what you do when, when you are always sad. You're always looking sad as if you carry the whole world you know, on your hands. Laughter. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. If I have to choose between a merry heart and medicine, I think I'll choose a merry heart. Rather than for me to spend money that I'm supposed to use to eat good food to buy medicine. All apologies to the doctors in the house and the pharmacists in the house. But I want to do, <laughs> I want to live a simpler life. I want to enjoy all the benefits and the package of salvation. So laughter is a medicine. Number six key is water. Water. When you go to the internet and study the benefits of water, you find out that the body is actually a water machine because every part of the body is water. The, the human body is 60-65% water. In fact, they said in a baby, a baby is 85% water. A baby is 85% water. But as we grow up, the human being, the average human being is between 60 and 65% water. So if you are going to uh, allow those organs to function well, you must drink a lot of water. You must drink a lot of water. The brain is 75% water. I copied all these things from the internet, so please, you can go back and check. The lungs is 90% water. The blood is 83% water. So for all these things to work well, you must daily drink water. And the, 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 the average water, the, the average water the human body is expected to take on a daily basis is 2.4 liters. 2.4 liters. I have been practicing that for years and I've seen that it works. When I'm tensed, maybe my, my, my schedule is very busy and I, I become stressed. I know I need a lot of water. I drink a lot of water before I know what is happening. My body is calm. I drink a lot of water now. When I fast, before I eat any food, I drink a lot of water. So that all the organs in the body will not, you know, they, they, they will not be rubbing against one another in friction. Allow those organs, like machine, just like you oiling a machine, is the same way, thing you do when you drink water. You allow all the organs in the body to function very well. 
Maybe one of these days I'll do a teaching on water therapy and we'll be more explicit on it. But I just quickly want to rush this point before we pray for the sick. And the last point that I have in my jota is rest. Rest is a key to living a sick-free life. Rest. Even God rested on the seventh day. So what's your problem? The God of the heavens and the earth rested on the seventh day. You know what I do now? Every, every seven hours, I take a break. I might not really sleep, but I just lie down. Sometimes in my office, I just lie down. Every seven hours, I take a break. And I found out that it works for me. If God rested, wisdom demands that you should also rest. If God rested, the God of the heavens and the earth, he rested on the seventh day. Ah, You need to begin to look at those things. You need rest. When you don't give the body rest, after a while it reacts. And the only way it reacts and catches your attention is to fall sick. So there are some sicknesses that are not devil. We keep binding devil when it's just lack of knowledge. We waste too much time on binding Satan. And so many times I, I just pity Satan himself because I know he will be very sad that you keep accusing him over things that he doesn't even know about. Rest is a key. Rest is a key. Stop overworking that body. After a while, it's going to react. And some of these reactions does not have a reverse. So you must be extremely careful. We have talked about seven things. And I believe that as you begin to do these seven things, you, you will be more active. You will be more productive. The first is the word. The second is tithes. The third is service. The fourth is fasting. The fifth is laughter. The sixth is water. And the last is rest. And the Lord will give you healing by all means tonight in the name of Jesus. But these are the things, especially for those who of you, you did not come for healing, you, but you came to hear the word of God. Begin to put these things in practice and you find out that you just, you'll be more productive. You'll be happier. You'll be looking younger. You'll be looking more beautiful, you know. The glory of God will just be radiating over your life because you have taken heed to these little, little things. It is well with you in the name of Jesus.
Oh, man.